Hello and welcome back to BizPod. On today's episode, we are going to be talking with Raymond Ratty about podcasting and networking. Enjoy. Yeah, how, how's life being fairing overall recently? No, it's been great. Thanks, man. Um, uh, COVID is obviously affecting us all, not being able to do the things we want to do. But other than that, it's been good. And your side? Yeah, it's been good. You know, we've um, you know things are starting to loosen up a little, so you know lights at the end of the tunnel. But it's been uh, nice to begin getting back to business. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, are you guys going to tell me when we're starting and everything? Do you want to maybe just discuss a couple of things before, of like topics, or just just want to go? Um, what's the, what's the plan? Yeah, yeah, we we kind of just launch into it. Um, I am recording now, but these kind of bits okay. will be cut um, as we of can course. edit around it. Um, but yeah, just sort okay. of we would kind of just launch into it if you're comfortable with that. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so um, maybe just um, if I can quickly share with you just my expertise, yeah, obviously, yeah. we, yeah, so obviously, we've been booking our guests onto or our clients as guests onto podcasts for the past year and a half now. And so obviously, we know a lot of the, the benefits and a lot of the, the, the key points of what it is to, to speak in a podcast and the target audience you want to speak to and that kind of stuff. So any questions in that area would be good, as well as um, branded podcasting and the benefits for a business to start a podcast, where we are in this audio era, statistics, all that kind of stuff. So so that would be my my um, expertise. Wonderful. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess to, to start with, how did you get involved in podcasting in the, the first place? Because obviously I know we all can jump on for, for different reasons and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so to give you a little bit of background, my business partner and I, we started um, Podcast Connection about a year and a half ago. And we saw that there was a need for for guests and for podcasts to be connected as there's constantly this influx of guests and speakers getting together talking about topics and talking about all these uh, great things that we have to offer and from there on we actually just decided that we'll be able to to offer a service where we'll be able to link these two parties together so we were both musicians and there were no more gigs Mm. all of the gigs just started dropping one after the other and we had to do something else so when we saw this opportunity we went for it and we grabbed the bull by the horns (laughs) amazing Fantastic. And how, how have you found, like, is this your, your first business, if I may ask? Um, no, it's not my first business. Um, I've, I've dabbled in, in sales before. We were um, busy doing sales for fiber installations. And we've been um, also, I, I'm an Amazon reseller. So I've, I've, I've been on, on businesses here and there, but it's never been something as what we pursued with this. Ah, and yes. You know, I think it's really fantastic that you're doing this because I think especially now with, you know, where we have been having podcasts where, you know, you know, you get to hear other voices and the, the people that are just in your house and especially uh, being on the hosting or on the guest side, just being able to meet up and, you know, uh, get new conversations out there in the world has been really fantastic right now. 
Yeah, most definitely. And the the value that podcasts are able to bring to listeners is unbelievable. I mean, the audience is generally there to either be entertained or they're either there to be educated. And if you can do both, you're sitting in the golden seat. So as long as you're able to give value, 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 and maybe at the end, plug a book or a service that you're selling, then you're sitting in a good seat. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of businesses forget is, you know, especially if they're not in the media sphere, is that, you know, this is something that, you know, you could use or kind of, um, you know, offer, you know, whether, you know, you're working in the coffee industry and you can kind of share some insight or, you know, as you say, you know, being able to promote a service is very important for businesses. Most definitely. And I believe that branding has actually come such a long way with us going from branding on a billboard to on a radio station to a TV station. And it's kind of made like a, a full circle back to an audio era that we're in, because if you think about it, that's where marketing and branding started to, to really lift up was during radio um, in, in like the 60s, 70s. So I think from there on, it's, it showed its value. But now the beauty of podcasts is being able to um, speak to a direct audience and the the audience there are keenly interested in what you have to say and your expertise and what you have to offer so at the end of the day when you're marketing and branding to them they are already interested in what you have to say so the the probability of them accepting a product or a service or a book or anything that you might have to offer to them is very high and likely so your scopes are really tight <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, yeah, obviously, you know, you kind of spotted this kind of great gap in the market. Once you kind of yourself and your business partner realized this was something you wanted to go for, what was kind of like the first steps of, okay, let's see what we can do here, what's possible? Um, well, getting our first client was quite a big milestone because obviously we put this model together, we built the website, we went crazy with branding and trying to make everything look as professional as possible. And I mean, we're just two dudes from South Africa sitting over there and we were starting to get some American clients and they were starting to spend $160 per booking on what we have to offer. And that was quite a lot of money for us at the start, considering um, our currency is so much weaker than the dollar. So we as soon as we as uh, grabbed this concept and as soon as we understood that we can turn this into a business model, we just started expanding and we started getting more clients. From there on, a lot of word of mouth referrals. We didn't have to do as much direct marketing anymore. And then we had to just adapt and upsize and upscale, getting more agents to be able to perform this. And yeah, where we are sitting now, I think we've got about 21 clients and we've got about seven agents working for us in a year's time. So I think if we, if we keep on this uh, road going forward, we might even double that or triple that in the next year. Wow. Oh. And um, how have you found the, the effects of the pandemic? I know that we sort of started also at a similar time, like when it started. So it's really hard to judge what it could have been but have you found sort of dips in in progress or or overall how has it been for you actually every month we've been able to to turn a profit which is great and um it's just been growing there's actually there's obviously months that aren't as much growth as what we'd like to see but most months we are growing either with one or two extra clients and we're constantly trying to push that boundary of doing more and more bookings for our clients Yes, and that's um, 
it's kind of amazing to see because if I'm correct in saying it, it isn't just, you know, finding the, the guests which you do, but it's, you know, helping out with getting advertisers and, you know, just really supporting kind of any podcast's outwards uh, kind of projection and getting people involved so which will help any podcast kind of perform better. Yeah, I mean, it's like opening up a can of worms. Sometimes we, we reach out to a podcast and we ask them, hey, this is our guest. Would you be interested in interviewing our guest? And they go, yes, but also, um, can you get me as a podcast host onto other shows? Or um, we're looking for an advertiser. Do you guys um, offer such services? And then every time that happens, my business partner and I decide, hey, this is another good avenue of, of being able to to create revenue out of the podcast industry so it's just been expanding like you said now we even have have a service now where we basically um assign an agent to a podcast and we help them to to get an advertiser or a sponsorship for the podcast so we've got we've got that avenue opening up now too oh, incredible and yeah, um i know sorry oh no feel pretty cool louise um we find a really interesting place that uh you know we do our own business along the side and then the podcast started as more a way to kind of open up teaching others about business that kind of educational side and that we found yeah there's been some really incredible people that we've talked to who either didn't even know that podcasting was really a thing or who is an avid podcaster and has also used that within their business and i think what what's really great about it is that almost everyone has some kind of a microphone. You know, we all have all had to have been on Zoom calls all year. So there's kind of a familiarity with a podcasting format, which I don't think necessarily was there before this year, possibly. Yeah, most definitely. Um, the, the, the pandemic also opened up a lot of people's thinking in, like you said, the podcast podcasting world. And a lot of people are, aren't really comfortable to, to do this off of the bat. And it might take a few podcasts for them to, to start getting a little bit more comfortable. Um, I'm always in envy of how well the Americans and even the people from the UK are are at speaking English as, as it's their first language. And um, I, th I think that that ca there can be a learning curve in being a guest or even starting your own podcast as people are critically listening to what you have mm. to say and how you say it. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, I imagine that must be kind of a, an interesting situation to be in because obviously so much of your business is international. How, how have you found, you know, you know, you know, it's not like you've got a store in the, the high street or anything like that, it's, you know, you never know who you might be speaking to the next day and who you might be working with. Yeah, basically we started um, advertising a little bit on Facebook and we didn't get too much results out of that. For some, for, for some reason, Facebook marketing did not work for us at all. Like we were starting to pour some, um, some funding into marketing on Facebook and we were, you know, recalibrating and setting your target audience. And for some reason, we just didn't get any success with that. So I told, I told my business partner, Eric, I said, let's start direct messaging people. So I ended up going and listening to previous podcasts that people have been a guest on. And I would directly message them, highlight some things that they've said on the podcast and just give, give them um, a value of what we can offer them. And from there on, we just started growing. So that's what that's the first step we had to take in, in acquiring our first clients. 
Yeah, and I, I think you would uh, agree, Louise, where, you know, it's that, you know, reaching out to people, you know, finding those commonalities, you know, actually taking an interest that really makes a difference when you're trying to look for those early or newer clients. We, we've all had those spam messages of, hi there, you know, I am blank. Would you like to know more about business? And, you know, they clearly haven't even checked your profile. They're clearly not interested. Um, and so I think there is a fine line there of being you know, hi there, I'd like to work with you because I genuinely would like to work with you and hi, I'm just sort of fishing for your money. Um, but exactly. I think w when you're doing something that you like, there is then a genuine, yes, I do want to work with you, um, which I know we, we can do and can enjoy, um, but possibly not everyone. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's important to show that human aspect and that your reach out doesn't look like a template. And even we found out that very quickly when we're reaching out to shows, obviously when we reach out to shows, we try to create this chemistry between the host and the guest but, or the potential guests to be interviewed on the show. And we have to, um, we have to actually suggest a, a topic mm -hmm. where the, the topic has to be very relevant between the host and the guest to cr immediately create that sense of, hey, this could be a good guest for our show. And also just write relevant content supporting that the, that the guest can talk about the topic, that this guest is really uh, an expert in this field. So it's a, it's a journey of, of learning what's the perfect formula, what's the, mm. what's the best reach out. Mm. It's always trying to tweak a little bit and it's always seeing how this would work. I've tried to ask questions. I've tried to get some engagement. And at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is to highlight the most important aspects and not hit your prospect with a wall of text. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's a, you know, that can naturalistic you know just being able to as you say just have a little bit of a introductory you know this is who we are this is what uh, you know we'd love to do this uh, i see you're doing that that's you know a little bit more human than here's my cv let's make everything yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly and the the other thing that i also noticed is if you can show them that you really care about their cause or if you show them that you really care about what they're doing then they'll possibly return the favor when some of our clients are, are pretty good motivational speakers some of our clients are trauma victims some of our clients are um, maybe they come out of a, a really hard background and that hard background has brought them to, to their success and if you can show them that you've done the homework of, of finding out what their home what their background is and you can show them that you are really interested in what they have to offer, then they're more than likely to, to repay, repay the favor. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, how, how have you found it? Because obviously it, it sounds like a lot that, you know, as you're, you know, still very early days and, you know, as you're going through this, you're, you're learning, you're adapting, you're kind of modifying the, the formula for how you do things. And I imagine now that, you know, you've had, you know, so many kind of uh, relationships with many different podcasts, that's possibly something that you've kind of built up now where I imagine that must make it easier for, you know, once you get new clients and you've already built up this network of podcasts that you kind of respect and admire. Most definitely. The, the journey has been slow, but it's at least it's growing, as I mentioned, every month. So building that relationship with the podcast host has been great because we've actually had the opportunity to ask them, hey, when we send a reach out to you, what what did you like about it and what didn't you like about it? So then that helps us with figures and statistics on how to improve our reach outs towards um, future podcast 
hosts. And also the, it's helped get our new clients onto existing shows. Whereas sometimes when you're reaching out to a podcast for the first time, you don't know is your email landing up in their spam folder. Mm. You don't know if this person is not interested. And I mean, we, we, we're persistent. We send about, I think um, we do one reach out and after that we do four follow-ups. So if we haven't received a, a feedback from the fourth follow-up, then we decide, okay, cool, these guys are really not interested. Yeah. And sometimes it's funny, you'll reach out to them again with another client and they'll reply after the first reach out. And then you're thinking by yourself, well, why don't you guys even reply to the first reach out we send of the previous client? Like a simple, hey, no thanks, uh, would have been great. But I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. that's the world of, of everybody, everybody constantly being bogged bombarded with all of this noise of marketing and and reach outs especially if you're successful and if you've gotten to a place where you have built up a name for your business or your podcast or even for yourself the the, the higher up you get the more people you getting from below that are asking you hey pull me up to you mm -hmm. to where you are you know oh, absolutely and yeah i know this is something we've seen a, a lot louise where uh you know we'll like message out people and it's a real shame where you know if people had just gone back you know there'd be a lot more of being like oh you know that's maybe not the right sector or you know there's a clearly you know let's say prices are too high or you know this is too broad or this is too specific you know it's a, a real shame so i'm hoping in future um people can be more courteous with their emails and letting us know uh what we can learn from yeah. we we've had some interesting messages that somebody was just like yeah i'm I'm starting a business and I was like good for you are you asking to be on the show or <laughs> or are you just telling us you know I'm just so unsure what you want here um <laughs> but but I think yeah there's there's got to be an understanding of you know it I don't think that the time is money thing but you know is it worth me engaging my time with you you know will I either enjoy it will I learn something Will it be fruitful for my business or will it just be a fun and enjoyable time? Because I think a lot of the time on the show for us, you know, we talk to just some wonderful people um, and it's maybe all the business stuff that we already know, but we know that then the listeners will be able to get something really good out of that. Yeah, exactly. And I think, as you mentioned, people are always looking for that ideal win-win situation of engaging with somebody, especially in business. It's a lot like a like the dating phase of 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 couples or before people are couples, obviously. They they prodding and testing the water here and there. And I think it's the same thing with business. And the, speaking of this, the win-win for a lot of the podcast hosts is they're looking to bring on a guest where they can obviously get valuable expertise out of them in the field where they are expert in. And there are also a lot of times looking at somebody who's got a good social media following. A lot of times they want to be able to tap into that as well, or they see it as this preliminary qualifying factor of saying, hey, I've got 20,000 uh, Facebook uh, followers and you've only got 200. Sorry, you, you need to get on my level. So we see that as well mm -hmm. sometimes where people will outright tell us, sorry, your client social media following is not to our liking. So just to get back to that win-win situation, a lot of these people are looking at. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that's that's one thing I do find uh, fantastic about your, your business. And it seems like something you can plan from the beginning is you do have a, a great social and kind of digital presence, which I think for a company working so international you know that's very important 
was this something that you were really conscious of like we need to go double in on this or is this you know just try to put your your best foot forwards yeah um it's actually funny that you say that because we feel our social media presence is is not nearly good enough but i think that's every aspect of of a business owner you always see aspects where you can improve on and uh, my business partner eric is actually he's a he's a machine when it comes to these things he's got so many talents he's he's good with audio engineering he's good with social media marketing and these are actually all skills that we've picked up being in the music industry mm. you won't believe me and it's it's actually great skills that we're able to um, be able to exercise now in, in the business world. And I was laughing the other day talking to him that um, being a, a musician, you're actually a marketer. You're a glorified alcohol promoter. <laughs> yeah. Or you're telling people, come to a festival, at least there's a cool band playing. And in South Africa, there's a big culture of people wanting to get together and just be married together. So I guess a lot of times the band is the, the means of getting them over there. So yeah, to answer your question, our social media presence is is not where we would like it to be but thanks for the compliment and my i'll give my business partner all the credit to that he's he's a machine oh, incredible <laughs> stuff but um yeah it's um yeah it's just kind of amazing to see how much you have grown in that this one year and you know obviously as the world kind of opens up and gets a, a little bit more uh, fruitful for us all you know we'll hopefully continue to grow but yeah how have you found because obviously you know started as a kind of uh, two-man operation and now you've got a a team of kind of agents how have you found that kind of shifting into you know obviously looking after your agents and kind of commanding more from a you know higher up position slightly yeah um it's it's great it's good to build relationships with the agents and we know what's going on in their personal lives and we try to we try to really care for their mental health as well. Sometimes if they tell us they're going through a stressful time or something, then we try to lighten the load. And it's 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 quite an interesting position. I would have never thought to be in, in the position of being a boss and having a team underneath me and being able to tell them what to do. <laughs> it's, it's, I've never found myself in this position yet, but I, I, I'm think, I would like to think that I'm rising to the challenge and doing a, a okay job. Um, obviously, um, you, you'd have to hear from their perspective, but we're, we're, we're kind people, or I, I always try to be the good cop. And um, Eric is sometimes he, yeah. has to, he has to be the bad cop with disciplinary actions and that kind of stuff. But every business always needs, it needs those two roles, the building up and also the, the, the stern and um, disciplinary actions that need to be yeah. taken. And I think that is so much a business is that you know, not only finding the occasions to rise to, but then, as you've said, rising up, meeting the challenge. Um, because I think I think you're right. There's a lot of skills that we have learned from other areas which fit so well into the kind of media marketing or hosting or programming, audio engineering. You know, everyone will have done a little bit somewhere. And so it's about building those and being able to do it. Um, and, and it is, I think, that going from yourself as a team and managing yourself can be really quite difficult so it's sort of it's quite commendable how you guys have just yep naturally taken on more um i think a lot of businesses might be hesitant to do that yeah i think um my business partner and i complement each other really well in the skill sets that we share and um i don't know if you guys have read the book rocket fuel no 
Yeah. So Rocket Fuel is a great book and it's basically about the relationship between a visionary and an integrator. So this book has to a certain extent been a good um, guideline for us. And what the book does is, is it teaches you how a visionary and an integrator should work together. So visionaries are usually the guys, and I, I think I'm the visionary, because <laughs> I'm always thinking in the sky, imagining us being successful when we're just starting out. So I'm always thinking into the future where Eric is more of the integrator and he'll pull back and say, wait, 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 before we go there, we first need to do this and that. And he's also great at poking holes through some of the ideas that I come up with. And when we find an idea that he can't poke holes through, then we know, okay, cool, this is a solid idea. So once again, also optimistic and a pessimistic um, relationship that ends up bringing fruit. And sometimes, obviously, you always end up frustrating each other in certain aspects. But the fact that we that we work so well together and that we've been really good friends for quite a few years and that we had that commodity. And the other thing is, is musicians understand each other because playing in a band, you have to be exactly 100% on the same page. Because if everybody's not on the same page, it feels like the music is is not grounded. Something mm. feels wrong with the music. So I think that's another thing that we're able to to just lock into. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, I think the, you know, this is something we've seen a lot ourselves. Is you know, it is really fantastic to you know not be going at business alone. You know, having that person yeah. that you know you can either bounce ideas off or you know be like, hear me out, and then you know you you know it's easy to you know basically fall in love with your own ideas too much so having somebody that can help you ground that or vice versa being able to be like you know that's a brilliant idea but you know if we tweaked it a little like this we could have something incredible yeah definitely i i would advise anybody to to get a business partner who's like-minded and who can believe in the same vision that you have adapted or somebody that you can follow their vision and compliment them in whichever way you can. And I think that's essentially um, your ideal employee as well, is somebody who can believe in the vision and also in company. You. Oh, absolutely. And Kelf, in terms of uh, your, your agents, how, how have you found the kind of distribution of work? So obviously when you start out any business, it is very much, you know, yourself and your business partner or if it's a one-person business you know it's like you're doing everything but now that you've kind of grown uh, a lot uh, have you been able to find like up oh, you know you're specializing in this or is it still a lot of people kind of doing a wearing many hats at the moment yeah so obviously ideally it would be nice to be in the position where you've got certain roles assigned for every single person and at the end of the day you can just over you can just look from the top and you can make sure that you are seeing the full picture but at the moment we still have to diversify and fulfill the different roles such as myself i'm more focusing on sales as uh, also in hr where eric is focusing more on administrative finance and like um, operations mm. and then from there on our agents are solely focusing on client relations working with um, the clients and keeping them happy making bookings and then from there on we make sure that the, the bookings that there are still completing is up to the client's um, expectations. So we, we still have to manage that. And then Eric and I are still also making bookings for some of our clients as well. So we are also still um, 
pulling the sled along with him. Ah, incredible. <laughs> and yeah, obviously, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you've got your, you know, you're the, the more heads in the, the sky fellow. What is your, you know, self, you know, things are still growing, adapting, changing. What What is the grand plan as you can progress through 2021 and beyond? Yeah, so we are mainly focusing on B2C at the moment. So I think our vision for, for 2021 is to expand a little bit more to B2B, being able to approach a business and tell them that um, we've got what it takes to help you as a business start a successful podcast. We'll end up helping you source a, um, a host. We'll give you two to three options of a host in the required field. We'll help you to market the podcast and then obviously we'll package it and, and brand it and basically alleviate any pressure from a business to be able to do the podcast, but at the end of the day, help them still associate their brand to that podcast and possibly once a month go into their offices and help with the recording if they wanted to feature on the podcast, but um, for the most part, help them set up a podcast where they can then effectively use it for branding and um, we'll do everything. Yeah, and I think there's just going to be so many businesses that appreciate it because I think you know, there is like a lot of the support and structure that, you know, yourself are doing and, you know, some other people are doing, let's say, in the hosting and uh, other parts of the bit, kind of podcasting world. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you, you take podcasting down to its most simplest components, you know, a couple of people having a conversation, you know, it is one of the most enjoyable experiences you can have. And, uh, you know, anyone can do it once it's kind of made accessible, which is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And I, especially now in this time of the pandemic, this is the, the meat and potatoes of, of people getting together is over a Zoom call now, having a conversation. So it, it leans right into that. Yeah, and it has been absolutely charming and lovely chatting to you, Raymond. If people wanted to find out more about yourself or Podcast Connection, where would be the, the best places to go to kind of find out and learn more? Yeah, so people are more than welcome to um, check out our website at www.podcastconnection.org and they're welcome to check me out on um, LinkedIn as well, Raymond, uh, and then my last name is very funny, I've got an Irish last name, it's Ratty, R-A-T-T-E-Y, <laughs> so they're more, more than welcome to drop that connection. Thank, thank you so much for joining us. Well, wasn't that an incredible conversation with uh, another incredible person in the podcasting world? It's, we've had a couple of these yeah. nice conversations. It, it is interesting because I think as the podcast is growing, we're being approached by more people rather than us having to go out uh, and make all those connections. And so there there are just some really interesting people who have heard BizPod or A2 Millennials or Propcom Profile and, and want to know more. And that, that's just really exciting. Yeah, and it's uh, especially exciting where, you know, obviously we've kind of expanded our podcasting offerings, which you can learn more about at nacmedia.co.uk. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, obviously we, we don't exist in a bubble. Everybody's doing their own little wee thing, whether that's on the edge, uh, the centre or all around. And um, But anyway, if you want to learn more about what we all do, where, where would be the best places to look, Louise? Well, our website, actually, nakamedia.co.uk. 
where we've got all of our services on there. We are also on the social media platforms LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook with NACA Media LLP. And, and then if they wanted to send us an email, Anton, where would they do that? Yes, we are at contact at nakamedia.co.uk and we've also recently set up a brand new Twitter account, which <laughs> first time mentioned on the podcast, so do check that Absolutely. out. We'll be keeping you posted with all the updates uh, on there. And, you know, I like Twitter. It's very casual, so we'll possibly keep the podcast a little bit more up to date on there, I think. Yeah, a bit more, bit more sneaky, put it in there. Oh, absolutely. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Au revoir.